Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hey lady, I am so glad you're here today. This episode is gonna be fun. It is all about authenticity and what it can do for you as you create your business. So I met this woman, Judith Gatton, who's my guest, in a networking event for coaches that had all been certified by the same life coaching school that I got certified through. It's called The Life Coach School. Let me tell you, her spirit is so beautiful. It just created a glow around her. I couldn't, I couldn't, I was riveted. Her authenticity was at front and center. I was so impressed. Just I had to have her as a guest so you could enjoy what she puts out into the world. She's an amazing, multifaceted, talented woman who we are just so lucky to learn from today. She's a partner in a law firm. Yes, a partner in a law firm. And yet she also runs a thriving coaching practice that supports women entrepreneurs as they work to kind of put together their personal style and align it with their professional brand. Please enjoy this conversation where Miss J will share with us how important it is to show up authentically in our businesses. And she's going to give you some tips on how to do just that. Enjoy. All right. So here she is, the lovely Miss J. How lucky I am to have you here with me today, ma'am. I feel lucky to be here. I, I, we've already been having fun even before we hit record. So I'm excited <laughs> for what's going to happen next. Totally. It is, it is going to be fun. So I've already done a little bit of an introduction of you in the uh, intro part of the episode. Um, what I, I'm so, the things that stand out to me are the fact that you've been, you know, practicing law for quite a while, that you are a style maven yourself, and that now you're evolving into not only helping people kind of create their brand or their personal style and their personal brand, but also that you, you coach them along the way, which is, I think, really a unique kind of combination. So that's what I know about you. What else would you want my um, my folks to know about Miss J? Well, I think one of the important things to know is I'm still practicing. Like I'm still a practicing attorney. I'm a partner at my law firm. Uh, this will be my 11th year in practice in June. So I think it's important to know you can build a business and keep your full-time job or your profession. They're not mutually exclusive. And I think sometimes we use a vernacular of like, you have to go all in and that means you have uh-huh. to get your day job and that's how you start your business. But there is, there's another approach. And I think that's just important to know. That is. And you know what? I would love to dive in with you if we have some time on that, because I know a lot of women who have dreams of being an entrepreneur and they're not quite certain how they, uh, how to find the time in essence to be able to juggle both of those, um, of big things in their lives at the same time. So it'd be fun to talk about that. 
Yeah. And I mean, it's funny because I, I started out wanting to be a fashion designer and then I decided, oh, I'm really good at brain stuff. <laughs> so I should be a lawyer. I'm really good at that. Not knowing, you know, what that entailed. And then it's kind of funny because now I find myself back to both loves where I work on women with their brain and we talk about style and it's like styles the conduit to their heart and mind. It's like starts the conversation. And I think that is like, I think I have the best job in the world. <laughs> you are. And that's probably why you're really good at it because you love it. You have to have some passion around it. So today, what we're going to focus on is something that I've heard you speak about before that I thought was so interesting. And it has to do with... Um, you know, everyone builds their business with, with a particular brand in mind. You know, they, they work with their marketing people and they get that, you know, brand guide together. And separate from that, they also have their own personal style. So they go into the world in a certain way, showing up in a certain way. I believe in the past, I would have believed they were very separate things. And yet you have the full philosophy around the fact that they really are uh, need to be in alignment with each other. Would that be the way you would put yeah, it? Or totally. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, I like to, I use a dinner party analogy a lot when I'm coaching my clients on creating their personal style and then what we call their business style. And I like to think of it as like, if you are hosting the most fabulous dinner party ever, and for some people, that means there's going to be like white glove service. For some people, it's a fabulous barbecue in the back. I mean, whatever kind of vibe you're going for, it could be an amazing brunch, but you're, you're inviting your clients as a business owner to this party you're throwing. And the first interaction they're going to have with you is when you open the door as a hostess. Mm-hmm. How are you dressed? Like mm. very few people are, they're so enamored with the idea of the invitation. Like I'm going to send out this fancy invitation. I have my mood board. <laughs> so now everything's <laughs> fancy, but you still have to open the door as a hostess. How are you dressed? How are you showing up? And is that congruent or aligned with mm. the invitation that you sent out? Is it aligned with how you write when you write your copy for your emails or your website or your blog? Because if you are very formal in your approach and you answer the door in your jammies, <laughs> you're sending kind of a mixed message, right? So right. That'd what, be confusing for the people showing up. Right. Like what kind of a party am I in? Or if you're in like jeans, but you're very formal in the language you use in your copy and your invitations are like, you know, really beautiful cardstock and calligraphy and they show up and you're like, all right, come out back. It's a little weird. So that's why it's so important to like nail down your personal cell. You're the host of this party and then make sure all the other components of the party you're throwing or the service you're providing in this analogy, it all makes sense. Okay. That does make sense. So can we dissect this just a little bit? Because I think I'm I'm wondering if there's a difference between your personal style um, who you are in your day-to-day kickback life, you know, versus your personal style of how you show up in your business. Are they one and the same? I think they should, I think to a certain degree, they should be one and the same because then mm. what you have a lot of high level women doing is they get imposter syndrome. So they're like, Oh, mm. I show up on camera one way. Like, And then I have this other version of me that I'm sort of ashamed of who has a hole in her sweatpants and her bra doesn't fit, but on camera, she's very put together. And it's almost like they compartmentalize themselves so much 
that they end up feeling fraudulent. So I like to invite my clients to do is if you naturally really love to be comfortable, but you still want to look professional, they're not opposites. We can always figure out how to marry the two. Ah, see, that's where I was getting stuck in my mind because I, I think of comfortable as getting down and dirty comfortable, you know, as opposed to comfortable being just an elevated comfort. Right. Maybe? How do you, is that how you put it? Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. So like even the word glamorous, let's even just start with the word, something like glamorous, which we all have an idea yeah. of what glamorous looks like. We think like Hollywood Regency and yeah. sort of floating in on the diaphanous gown. Right. Yeah, like you, when I think of glamorous, I think of you. (laughs) But there's also another, you know, there's, I bring in that part because I love that kind of glamour, but I'm also really down to earth in the way I approach my coaching. So like my invitations will have a mixture of like really giant words and high level concepts, but then I'll also Mm -hmm. use words like janky as fuck. I hope it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like what the hell is going on with you? Why are you thinking that? Like, so I want all of me to show up. There's only one Mm -hmm. Judith. There's only one Susan. There's Mm -hmm. only one of client A or client B that we work with. And women are so used to compartmentalizing their lives that they somehow forget that there really truly is only one of them. And what if we allowed all of you to come into the room the part of you that's glamorous, the part of you that's comfortable, the part of you that's down to earth, the part of you that curses, and the part of you that uses $1,000 words. Like we want all of you to come into the room because that's when you show up at your best. Gosh, I love that. It's almost like you are redefining the word personal style for me. Or because I, I didn't think about it as being a 360 degree kind of look at my personality yeah. and, and bringing all of it into how I show up in different ways at different times. Right. Because we, I think that's a beautiful thing. When we really get to a place where like, I, I keep thinking of the song, all of me, why not? <laughs> that just always comes to my mind when I have this conversation. And I'll actually send my clients that song. But I mean, at our heart, that's what we really want, right? We want human connection. We talk about authenticity so much, but this is what we really mean by it. The side who says oh, kind of crazy stuff, but also the side of us that's super formal and thoughtful and snarky and mean and kind and not kind, like all of it, because that's how we create real change. And if we show up fully as ourselves, sometimes formal, sometimes not, it's like we're giving permission to everyone around us to do the same mm. thing. So cool. I love the word authenticity. Um, I use that so much with my clients because I'm a sales communication coach and I believe, I don't actually believe there is selling that is being done when you have an authentic relationship with someone, you understand them, their needs, and you have something that can help them. It's, it's an authentic conversation and a connection that you're creating. And I do believe that, like you said, the more, the more I show up relaxed and who I am, and transparent, yeah. the quicker that I can create that communication, that authentic communication with the people that I'm having conversations with. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's so interesting. The other thing that you said, and it's funny because I just had a conversation with a new client last week around 
how I show up. Um, he, he's a really cool guy. Uh, he has a business called Fundamism, and he I'm has a platform. I'm instantly intrigued. Oh my gosh, he's amazing. He's a, a very, very talented and um, well sought after uh, public speaker because he has the energy and the optimism and he believes that you have to bring joy and fulfillment to everything that you do. And he wants to change the world um, in, in his principles and concepts and fundamentals. Um, but when he shows up to our sessions, he has on, like he had on a Ninja Turtle, like Hawaiian shirt with a bow tie. And I'm I mean, here for he, this. I love this. Oh, <laughs> and, and I was like, now, so as I was thinking about meeting up with him, Paul, this week, I was like, I can't show up in my normal, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, my style, I would say, is maybe a little bit more buttoned up than your traditional coach. It's just my nature. I love wearing a blazer. I love, you know, being, I'll call it put together. If I had to put any name on my style, it's just like put together. Okay. And I thought, damn, you know, if I show up for my session with Paul this way, um, he's going to feel uncomfortable. So I was making a choice in my mind around how I should show up to make him feel comfortable and changing my style for him. So I'm going to pause right there because I think you probably have something to say about that. <laughs> Was I on the edge of my seat? Could you see it on my face? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. And I think we always have to be gracious hosts, right? So yes. what we don't want to do is send out an invitation that says, become comfy, wear some jeans. And then we answer mm. the door and we're in black tie. That's so okay. not cool. That's just, mm -hmm. Why would you do that to your poor client? They're like, oh my God, I'm not dressed appropriately, right? So that's something to consider. So yeah, we want to be gracious hosts. But remember, mm -hmm. he's coming to your house, to your party. Mm -hmm. mm. So you are the host. You set the tone. So if your tone is a little more formal and it's a little mm -hmm. more put together, a little more business-like, he's already decided to come to your party. He already knows and at least at this point, right? Like he already knows mm -hmm. what to expect when you open the door to invite him in. Mm -hmm. So it's totally okay for you to show up, blazered out, put together, <laughs> like you normally do. And he can wear his bow tie and his Ninja Turtle Hawaiian shirt, which I have got to see what that looks like. Like it, I just it has to be such an epic outfit. So, I mean, that's the thing. And this is why I think in terms of authentic, that's a word we hear a lot, but we also hear like, know, and trust thrown around a lot. Yes. And I think this is the part yes. where we kind of get a disconnect. We think we have to sound a certain way to continue that trust. And I think the key is to continue to sound the way you've always sounded mm -hmm. because they've already trust you. They already know you. They already like you kind of give them what they expected, what you've been telling them all along is who you are when they show up to the party. Mm -hmm. It's a good point. It's a good point. So I have this thought in my mind that I am doing serious business, serious work, right? So they pay me really good money to create business strategy and sales conversation guides, right? So it's I really take this very seriously. And so part of my personal style, I think evolves, Judith, from that thought that I have. It's like, if I show up less than buttoned up, will I lose that cre credibility or will I lose that trust in someone? And I think what I'm hearing you say is that not, that's not really necessarily the truth. 
No, it's, it, it starts with you, right? So let's say you decided to answer the door and we'll continue our analogy. Let's say you decided to answer the door in jeans and like a cashmere mm-hmm. cardigan as opposed to your blazer. Mm-hmm. Do you think that detracts from your seriousness? Not at all. I do not. My fear is that they will think it does. Right. But it's more than just like, so there's a snapshot when you answer the door, right? But then what do you say next? Come on, let's get some work mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. I have a table ready for us. Come have a seat. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Or whatever your version of that is, obviously. <laughs> to me, to my clients, I'm more like, let's go with a Z. But for you, whatever your version of that is, like, that's why it's so important for it. It's so all of it is congruent. Beautiful. So your personal style is more than just a snapshot of who you are as a talking head. That's one thing I'm taking away. Number one. (laughs) Yeah. That your personal style should really match who who you bring into the relationship, whatever relationship you're creating. Yeah. But it needs to, there needs to be a match between, in essence, how you show up and can can, um, present yourself in that way. Is that, am I hearing that correctly? Yeah. And and it's like, the first question I think is always like, how do you want to show up? Mm-hmm. Not how you think the other party in the relationship is going to want you to show up. Mm-hmm. Because to have the real, true, trusting, organic relationship with your clients or with other people in business. I mean, we can smell frauds a million miles away. We know when someone's being phony or weird. Like, like we, mm-hmm. can, we instantly are like, something's off with that person. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, if someone's really first asking themselves, so I'm like, how do I want to show up to this relationship, mm-hmm. to this speaking engagement, whatever it is, and they fully show up that way, then everyone around them, of course, gets to decide what they make that mean. Mm-hmm. We're not in charge of that part of it, but we are in charge of showing up fully ourselves, fully authentically, how we dress, how we speak, our mannerisms, all of that plays into the personal style approach we take. Got it. Makes complete sense now. How? So let's look at it from the other side of the picture, from your quote unquote brand. Um, and when someone is in the process of either creating their brand or updating their brand, how? what are some of the things they have to keep in mind to to really be able to align their full personal style um, into what they're doing with their brand. I think <laughs> I've done so many brand refreshes with coaches recently. So this is really fresh on my mind. I think the first thing is don't be precious about what exists. Like, please don't be precious. Like, this is my baby. No, boo-boo, that's not your baby. That's your business. <laughs> <laughs> but like really stop being so precious about it because it's going to make the process so much easier for you to envision something bigger or different or up-leveled if you're not precious about what you have. I mean, I just, sorry, I had to get my soapbox. <laughs> no worries. That's the best advice you can give is the things that you've seen recently that are stumbling, stumbling blocks for people. Yeah. And then the second sort of wave, like once we stop being precious about it, Like, why do we have what we currently have? So if you're writing in a particular style, why did you adopt that particular style? A lot of times it's because the mentor you had has that particular style. 
So does mm-hmm. this still sound and feel like you are today? Like we get to okay. create a whole new party anytime we want. Wow. So Judith, you just crossed over from a visual brand into the essence of the brand, not just what you see, but I mean, you can see words, but to me, you crossed over that line to the deeper levels yeah. of your brand and how you communicate. I love that. It's yeah. I mean, cause you're a communication coach. So you told it like this, you'll nerd out on this. Like, thing. <laughs> right. Like this is, if we, and it's so funny, even amongst ourselves as, you know, coaches, when we look at the other coaches around us and we were to use a dinner party analogy, we would have some sense of what kind of a party we were going to just based upon not only brand colors or choice of font, but the manner in which the coach is sending out those invitations to come join them. Like we look at people like, you know, famous coaches like Corinne Crabtree. We're probably going to go to a barbecue at her house and it's going to be loud and it's going to be comfortable, right? If we go somewhere like to Brenda Lomelli's party, there's probably going to be a DJ and we're all going to dance and maybe do shots. Like, but it'll be fun. Like if we go to Brooke Castillo's house, it's going to be a very all white party and we're all going to be wearing something very formal, right? Like we kind of know, like, but it's, it's so much more than just like the colors they choose. Yeah. The pictures they choose. It's the whole package of how you're showing, like how you're inviting people and communicating p- to people what it is that you have on mm-hmm. offer. So interesting. Now, what just came to my mind is when I, I'm doing a refresh of my um, site and it included an update of my brand um, and they called it creating a mood narrative. Yeah. And I loved that that kind of phrasing because they really did. They looked at me, they talked to me, they got the essence of who I was as a person. And then they encapsulated it into a mood um, to set the tone for the website. So it's kind of what you're saying is like be authentic, learn who the person is, and then have it penetrate in essence, penetrate your brand. So that, that to me, that's the true alignment between your person yeah. your business. Totally. Oh, and like, so cool. the next layer is like, so let's say we've got the dinner party sort of a little bit more fleshed out. We know what kind of invitations, we know what tone we're setting, we know what we're offering, we know how we're dressed. Then the next level is like, well, what do we talk about when we're at this dinner party? We're all seated yeah. around the table or if we're at brunch or a potluck or whatever, like we're all seated around this table. What kind of stories are we telling? And then it becomes kind of like, that's how we start to create content. That's how we start to communicate what it is that we're trying to do or change or passionate about or pursuing. Because if you are a host, you kind of have to have something in your arsenal to talk about with your people. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more fabulous than having an arsenal of fabulous stories, right? That's where that brand narrative comes in. The story. Brand is about story. What story are you telling over and over totally. and over again, right? <laughs> like that's totally. why the, like a diehard fan is like, tell the thing, tell the thing about when you blah, 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 right? Like your most excited mm-hmm. fan. They want to go to you to tell the story that you're so passionate about to all their friends that they invite over to your party. Like this mm-hmm. is how we create that culture and that community and it's around stories. Like, oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Hey, you know what I'm thinking? Because you have such a very beautiful um, personal style that I would imagine evolved 
like your personality over time. When were you, when did you, do you remember the magic moment in essence? When glam, you know, kind of, I want to call it mid-century glam, but it's not, how do you, how do no, you? It's, it's very, I'm channeling Rita Hayworth in Gilda. Right. <laughs> when did you like say, ah, this is me. Like how long has it been? How long was the journey to find that brand? It's so interesting. So <laughs> in middle school, I would say actually, like in middle school, I became obsessed with Elsa Scaparelli. <laughs> She's a famous designer who was obsessed with a particular shade of pink and she wore turbans. And I thought when it was in middle school that it would be a good idea to wear a turban to middle school. It was a terrible idea in retrospect. <laughs> At the time, it was a great idea. And I mean, <laughs> If I had allowed myself to continue to fully be myself at the time, it would have been amazing. But I had like glimpses of magic moments over the time. So when I got to high school, I went through like a Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn phase. Um, I was too curvy to be fully Audrey. So it was like a hybrid of the two. And then again, I mean, if I had allowed myself the, the privilege and the pleasure of doing that all the time, it would have been amazing, but I had more like glimpses of it. And then when I got to college, I was like the change your clothes three times a day kind of. <laughs> but I went to an all women's school and I figured, well, why the hell not? So I'd, you know, go to breakfast in one outfit, go to lunch in another outfit. Dinner was a whole other outfit. And yeah. I saw more glimpses of myself, more glimpses of myself. And then finally, probably I was about five years into practicing law where I just finally was like, you know what? I'm not going to have the Judith who shows up at court and the Judith who's at home and the Judith who, like, it was so compartmentalized how I would dress based upon the Mm -hmm. role I thought I was playing that day. And then finally I was just like, what if we just started wearing your hair, 1940s Rita Hayworth to court? We'll just start with that as an experiment. And if no one reacts negatively, nothing bad happens, then maybe we'll start with the clothes. And then we'll transition over time to your fully yourself wherever you go. Mm, and it, just, it started with the hair. And then I was like, oh, no one's saying anything. I may mean, get some weird comments from some of my counterparts who are in their 70s and 80s. <laughs> just like my wife when she was. And it's like, oh, that's not what I intended. But okay. <laughs> so I mean, there's some like, creepy old man situations that occurred. But it wasn't enough to deter me. So, I mean... <laughs> It's fantastic. <laughs> but what an awesome story. How inspirational to hear you say along the journey you had to you had to feel comfortable that you matched what you were trying to do and the style you were trying to create. And until you got there, it was too soon. And then the other inspirational thing is if you do, if you are somebody who wants to adopt a new style or you know, kind of up-level your style, you can do it in a very like comfortable path um, and and do it in a way that doesn't make you feel uncomfortable, disgenuous or, you know, kind of taking away from your confidence. Yeah, totally. Because you don't want any, you never want your clothing to be a distraction, whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, distracting you because you're like, I'm I'm almost in costume. This feels so unlike me. You don't want that. But you also don't want to be dressed so unlike how you really want that that also becomes a distraction. So it can can go either way for sure. (laughs) 
Very cool. And that's why I believe everybody needs a Miss J in their life, because this is what you do for people, right? Tell tell people about about your business and how you do help people with their, um, how they show up in their world. Yeah. So, I mean, this, I feel so passionately about this. And I always start with the basic premise is I think confident women change the world. So mm-hmm. if I can use style as sort of like, like I said, the conduit to your heart and mind, figure out what's going on with you. And then help you see what's going on with you so that you can take the first steps to dress differently, to show up differently, and to build that rapport with yourself so that you have that confidence that's internal, whatever's happening, whatever's going to happen. And you show up that way, like you can change the whole freaking world. And the ripple effect of you showing up as fully yourself and the women around you seeing that. And then it's, it's incredible. So... I mean, the logistics of it is, yes, I have a framework that I walk everyone through. We edit, we create, and we design. So we edit out your thoughts, just like we edit out your closet and your bras and panties that aren't working for you. And we design your personal style statement on purpose. And we're super deliberate about that. And then we go meta. Like if you showed up fully owning your personal style in your business, in your finances, in your relationships, how different would your world be? And then, yes, I shop for my clients and we totally, you know, I personally shop for them. I saw the reaction on your face, which the listeners can't see. Yeah, I shop for my clients. It's high level of touch because I don't ever want, and so many like really professional women, I call them lady bosses, professional women, entrepreneurs, they tell themselves they don't have the time to go shopping. So let's eliminate that nonsense. I'll shop for you. Now what? (laughs) right? Now it's time for you to go put the clothes on and show up in the world and do your thing. Wow. What a service. In this day and age, are you working with people all over the country? How do you shop for people virtually? Yeah. It's really all over the world. I mean, I have clients in South Africa. I've had them in London. I've had them in Abu Dhabi. So, I mean, it's beautiful being able to shop virtually because I just set the, you know, I can set parameters on my searches. I know certain brands that service certain countries. So it's made it really cool. And now I create personal style sites for my clients. So they get a personal shopping site based upon what we've talked about. It has their own mood boards on there for them and all the links are shoppable. So, I mean, it takes all the rocket science out of it. They're not going to 5 million places. They go to one site that I've curated for them with all their sizes. So there's no drama about like, well, nothing here fits me. No, I make sure everything on that site will fit you is in your price point and will come to your country of origin wherever you're at. So yeah, no, I don't imagine. I mean, I did personal shopping for Donna Karen when I was in undergrad. That was one of my gigs and I loved it, but I can't, I mean, I used to have to send everything to someone in a box and they would try everything on and then send it back to me. So now we don't even have to go through all that drama. It's just technology now is amazing. Like, It is beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, you're inspiring me. I need, I need a little bit of Miss J in my life for sure. (laughs) You you know where I live, girl. You know where I am. (laughs) I do. I do. I know where to tap you. So just share with my, my people, where can they find Miss J? Yeah. So I have a podcast that they can listen to just to kind of get a feel and that's called Style Masterclass. And then you can find me at my website, judithgatan.com. Perfect. Perfect. Judith, I could hang out with you all day. Let's As a matter do of fact, it one day. This is going to happen. 
<laughs> we will schedule that out because you're a fun lady. And I thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom and your beauty with us. You are a gem. I appreciate it's it. My pleasure. So much fun. Thank you. Thank you, lady. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. I just love that woman. Hey, check out Judith's website and podcast. A chance you won't be disappointed. She is one classy woman, and it is a really inspirational place to take a look around. As a side note, I did take her last spot in this month's style masterclass. So I am thinking you may see a new Susan showing up soon. We have to live what we teach, right? Also, I have a brand new website going up this week. So head on over to unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com. Take a look around. I have a new series of videos with sales tips that I think you're going to find really useful. And let me know what you think. All right, people, have an week. And until we get together next, you go get them, girl. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.